the icons of real estate podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents? Ready to skyrocket your business? This podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business. From $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months. Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Arter SEO. Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate. I'm Tim Calloway. We have a very, very special guest for you today from the Pacific San Francisco Bay Area, Pacific Edge to be exact, Amy Clements, who happens to be um, head of client happiness at Pacific Edge. And I, boy, I would, I don't know if anybody would ever give me that moniker, but that would be awesome. How are you, Amy? I'm doing great, Timothy. Yeah, that's the best thing about working for yourself. You can give yourself a snappy title. Right? That's a great title. I'm going to have to come up with something like that. I don't know if anybody would give me head of client happiness, but maybe they'll give me head head old guy or something. Hey, know. anoint yourself, man. Right? Whatever I want to be. So, <laughs> hey, thanks for coming. Excited to have you here. I'm sure your story's great. Why don't we go ahead and start at the beginning? How did you get started in real estate? And really, how did you get to where you are now? Well, thanks for asking and thanks so much for having me on. So my story started at a very young age. I actually started a small business that had nothing to do with real estate when I was about 17, 18 years old. That didn't pan out so well financially, as you probably could predict. At 18 years old, I was scrambling around. So I needed to make a buck. And I got a job as a receptionist at um, Fred Sands Newport Properties, which I still sometimes say in my sleep because I've answered the phone saying that so many thousands of times. Funny. And so spent a lot of time just kind of around real estate agents for that first year working as a receptionist and learned a lot about how to run comps and just the day-to-day life. And when agents figured out they could delegate things to me, oh, they delegated. (laughs) So I got to learn a lot of hands-on stuff that way. And like so many foolish people before me, I looked around and thought, I think this could be easy. Like I should do this. Yeah. So Fortunately, I had a really great manager who encouraged me, encouraged this folly to get my license. I got my license when I was 20 Wow! and went into sales full-time right away. So it was a big leap. Um, I have no idea why anyone gave me a chance at all, but a lot of agents spent time mentoring me, giving me good advice, uh, just out of the kindness of their hearts. And clients were also very willing to take a chance on me. And so- Fortunately, I, um, it's kind of worked out. Yeah, for sure. Isn't it nice? I mean, it's it's a great feeling, I think, when others see something in you uh, that maybe either we know is there, we're cognizant of it, but maybe we're unsure, or we don't feel like that that uh, is going to actually uh, turn into something. And so I think it's great when others see that in you and, are, and, and there's people within your sphere, you know, they can say, no, this is this is a great direction for you. It's just such a, a you know, a lift up uh, boots up for you. So, well, tell me about today. You know, we we talked about how you got started. Fantastic. So tell me about today. What are you doing on a daily basis now that maybe you weren't doing a year or two ago? We've had kind of a crazy past two years. Everybody Ooh. knows that. Right. Crazy might be the under understatement of the year 
But, um, you know, what are you doing now to attract clients and or listings or, uh, you know, buyers? Are you uh, in are you solo or are you on a team? So I am on a team. I am the founder of Pacific Edge along with my partner, Alec Mirnov. And he and I have been partners for about 12 years when COVID hit. And our day to day then was just running like a house of fire, like mm -hmm. all day long, 12 hours a day, helping our clients, trying to, um, of course, just do every single thing that we do, the very best that anyone could do it. Um, and doing a lot of transactions, right? Just the two of us with the transaction coordinator. Now our team is much bigger. Um, we've got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five other agents on our team, plus an awesome licensed project manager, plus a TC. The way that came about was kind of interesting. I think it might've been our destiny all along, but COVID really accelerated it. So here in California um, and in San Francisco specifically, the COVID regulations said, once we could start showing houses, we could only have one party in the house at a time. Right. So in San Francisco, where we're accustomed to having an open house from two to four and having a hundred parties come and go in those two hours, now we have one party every 30 minutes. Wow. So, and we do not really do lock boxes in San Francisco. Right. So what Alec and I were pretty much doing is posting up at our listings, dawn till dusk, and just we had half an hour appointments lined up back to back for like eight hours at once. How do you feel about that? I mean, did you feel that that was having a system like that was obviously it took up all your day on, a, on an open house day. But by the same token, you know, I find that sometimes in open houses where you do have 100 parties, it turns into a party. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, it's literally like, OK, wine and cheese, let's everybody mix, you know, and it's like, wait, we're really just trying to sell a house. Uh, how, did, how did you feel about you know, having that system in place, was that a little too structured or a little bit too, I guess, linear? Look, I mean, it was COVID. We needed to do it. Yeah. So I appreciate the why, but it almost killed us. Like yeah. it was gnarly because yeah. not only being there for so many hours a day, not just on open house day, like this was almost every day because yeah. the demand was so high. So we need to get 50 people in to see a house we have to, we have to spend 25 hours to do it right right so so it was and we had to have every single person sign a waiver for every single showing also so we're very systemized i would say that our business could not survive without all the systems we have in place so fortunately i think we were a little bit of a step ahead against um kind of the average agent out there that doesn't typically run on systems and has more of a fly by the seat of their pants approach but it was still super challenging so that really encouraged us to look around and say, who do we know in our agent community that we like and trust and that is also really experienced and does business the same way and form alliances with them so that we had more legs on the stool because right. Alec and I were totally at capacity. And I say that we felt like we were pouring water into a cup that was already full of water. Right. Going over. <laughs> So now we have this great, like super team of experienced agents that can, so that anytime a client comes our way, and this is my role now as head of client happiness, I can help them partner with the agent on our team that is the best fit for them. Nice. And then I'm like the background girl. So our clients always have two agents at their disposal. So if they're working with Sean and Sean goes out of town, 
I'm already there. I already know what they're looking for or the house that they're trying to sell. It's very seamless. Our business right. has been, I think, a one-person show for way too long, and this is working out really well. Nice. Uh, you know, you talked about uh, a seamless process. Did did you did you go to someone else to get that process, or what was it mother necessity? You know, was it a, just a, a situation where you go here? Here are the obstacles. Let's build processes around the obstacles. The latter, definitely. Yeah. There's so many ways, as you know, to run a real estate practice that right. for better or worse, there's really no one formula that you can go to. Right. So we're always collaborating with other top agents in our in our city too to figure out best practices. But generally, Alec and I are pretty good at developing processes to solve problems. Do you want to hear a good one? A COVID yeah. one? I want to hear everything. Cool. So yeah. we sold a house in April, 2020, mm -hmm. sight unseen. Okay. With multiple offers, a $2 million house. So here's how we did it. So when shut, when lockdown happened, the minute we discovered, oh wait, when the mayor came on TV in mm -hmm. mid-March mm -hmm. and said, we're shutting the city down, I was entering a listing into the MLS that we had been working on for eight months. Our clients had spent like $100,000 plus getting it ready for sale, had wow. done a huge renovation, had waited for the spring season, and I was entering it finally into the MLS and the city shut down. So our poor clients had already moved out. They're going, what are we going to do? And right. so the minute we figured out it really wasn't going to be a two-week shutdown, it was going to be much longer. Alec and I are online. We're ordering like cameras and 3D modeling software and video yeah. editing software. And we decided we were going to make a really robust suite of digital media for yeah. the listing, which now I think is very almost standard after COVID. But right. give people ways to experience the house online, do a two-week marketing period. No one can see it in person, only online. We made all of the media ourselves because photographers were not working. Right. And then we took offers and we did not know how it was going to go. Our clients were such champs. They totally put their trust in us to do this big experiment. Offer day comes. We get multiple offers over asking because wow. guess what? nobody else was selling any houses. You couldn't show them. Right. And um, we gave the buyer a 48 hour period to then be the only one that goes in the totally clean house and decide if they want it or not. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that nice? Yeah, it was really fun. And so buyer was happy. Sellers were happy. Buyer bought the house. It was good. That was a fun Everybody frontier. Right. Everybody's sending docus, you know, signs to each other. And you all look at each other on a Zoom. And go, Has anybody been to the house? And <laughs> everybody goes, no. no. Okay. No. I hope it's there. And I would just hang up. No. <laughs> oh, that's great, though. See, I love that. You know, where where you actually, you know, you pivot. Uh, when you have to, and you knew exactly where to pivot. And even if it meant doing something you had never done before, um, you know, that, that says a lot about character and, and kind of your processes, you know, that's an, that's a new process for you. So, and one day it will be something else, right? It, it won't be COVID. it will be something else. And, um, you'll, you'll be able to pivot then. So that's fantastic. Well, I'm going to ask you this, um, I got so many questions now that you've opened up a little bit and, you know, I hear these great stories. I'm like, right, I got to find more stories out of this one. Uh, well, what is that? Uh, you know, if, if I were to walk in your office today and I would say, Hey Amy, you know, how are you doing? Great to see you. 
go down, you know, show me around town and we're talking. And I say, what is the one problem I could solve for you if there is a problem? Or can I give you a solution to anything? It doesn't have to be a problem. What would that be? Mm, in real estate, if I could wave my magic wand, it would be to combine functionality in software. Everybody's okay. trying to do it. I don't think anyone's done it perfectly yet. So in a typical day, I ask my friend in insurance, how many softwares do you interact with? How many programs mm -hmm. do you interact with like on a daily basis? And she said, oh my gosh, three. And we have to bounce back and forth. Yeah. And I said, ha, 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 we have 25. Sure, easily. So everything is splintered. I'd love to just like bring those. If we could do three or four programs in a day, that would be amazing. Because the fire hose of new that I think we're going to have to be dealing with as far as technology for the next foreseeable number of years takes away from us being able to focus on our business and client care. It just takes time right. to learn all that right. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And, and that's a nice, um, well, how do I say this? Your, your, your thought process on that and your need um, is a big game changer, right? I mean, that's, it's not just a, Oh, I wish I had more listings, right? Oh, well, okay. No <laughs> kidding. You know, or, or whatever it might be. Well, duh, sure. Uh, yeah. Mean, <laughs> call um, me because we're, right. we're ready to help you buy our simple house, but yeah. You're that's the first person that's ever said that. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, so, you know, developing uh, a system, uh, a CRM or whatever it might be, a back office, a dashboard, whatever that was all inclusive. I love it. You know, and I, I'm always trying to create things like that as well. So, uh, you know, if I ever come up with anything, I'll, you'll be the first one I call. I will uh, tell you all my all my opinions. Yeah, there we go. So what is, you know, if what does the next one, three, five years look like for you? I mean, it, is there a blueprint for that with you and your team? Or you, you know, you seem like the type of person that would probably have a plan that, that you're implementing. What does that look like? Well, I usually have a crystal clear five-year plan. I can usually itemize every single bullet point. I think we're in a point right now that we've we've gone in surprising directions with our team. We never thought we would have such a big team. Mm -hmm. um, in the last two years, we've been surprised a lot. Like we grew to three and then we thought we'll be three forever. And then it immediately became four and five and six. And so I think that what I'd like to see in the next five years is more of what we've got now which is good synergy on our team, a lot of support for our clients because we've got this big brain trust now that we've created and a lot of experienced agents to step in and support each other and support our clients. So our clients are never without like excellent representation. Maybe right. we'll add one or two other agents to the team in the next few years. But right now I'm loving the way things are going. So more of the same, please. Yeah. Very nice. Well, it's a, that's not, a, that's not the worst thing in the world to ask for. Right. I mean, uh, more of the same. I like that. Uh, it's definitely something I, I can agree with. Uh, how would anyone get in touch with you if they, if they wanted to either list or maybe they're moving into the area or maybe they just need to know, Hey, Amy, Tell me about being a realtor, uh, you know, and, and what does it take? You know, I, I'm, I'm going to assume someone with your capabilities and experience that you love sharing that with uh, I do. new realtors. How would they get in touch with you? Um, my phone number is 415-310-5749. Okay. Uh, email amy at pacificedgesf 
sfcom and PacificEdgeSF.com has a lot of great information about myself and my partners, my team. Um, so I do encourage people to reach out to me, either agents or clients. I'm a good sounding board. Uh, I think people often hesitate to reach out unless they've got a really cl crystal clear need, uh, right. especially clients. Like I, I feel like I need to be ready to transact and Another magic wand thing I would I would say if I could wave a magic wand would be to impart to the public like we love to talk to people and help people yeah. even when they're not transacting. It's like the best kept secret in real estate. So that's how you reach out to me if you need a real estate sounding board of any kind. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, th I think once we reach that point in our lives, whether it's early on, later on, doesn't really matter, but. Once you wake up that one day and you have that for others mentality, um, you know, and start realizing, you know, you're in servitude to others in order to gain, um, hence the term givers gain, things like that. Uh, it's definitely an awakening, right? I mean, it's definitely, I, I hate to use the word therapeutic. I don't go to therapy, but maybe I need to, but it's definitely <laughs> therapeutic to, uh, spend time with others and help them, whether it means a transaction or not. I mean, you know, it, it just it just feels good. Great. Okay, so I had I I, I was gonna kind of we're on that backside of the podcast, and I was gonna ask you a question, but I'm going to ask you two questions because I want to go back to something you said earlier, and for whatever reason, it's like over here in the you know how in the corner of your mind you'll just have a question you're like ah, i really want to know i really want to know on me. Lay it on all right me. you had said earlier like you know in your role with pacific edge and you know you're that contact point and you make a determination uh of, of which individual is best suited for that person and and, and that's correct in, in rephrasing that is that that's correct right mm -hmm. i would love to hear a little bit about what that process is if there is one, and I know you're a process person, in determining whom with whom in your office works best with someone. Is it just a gut feeling? Or do you, you know, like I know some offices truthfully have people take a test and then they match. Them. I've heard of this. Yes. Yeah. Actually, we um we took over a very thriving business from another team of agents a okay. couple of years ago and they had everybody all their clients do a disc test. Yes. But I'll flip the systems conversation on you with this answer because I think it's much more organic. This okay. is not very systems oriented. This comes from having spoken to hundreds of gotcha. thousands of people over the course of my career and also being really plugged into what my my partners are working on. So I know if they're already really focused on a neighborhood this particular season or if they're really busy right now, right? And they may right. be a little overwhelmed right now. Um, personality plus wish list is pretty gotcha. much like the combo. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I just I had to know. I just had to <laughs> That's know. it. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're kind of winding down here towards the end of the show. What I always like to do, the show is about you, of course. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of like the DJ spinning the records. <laughs> and you're, you're the number one hit. So, you know, I like to leave the last minute or two uh, or three, as long as you need, to kind of discuss whatever's on your, your, uh, your mind, heart, or soul, and you'd like to discuss. And it can be about business. It could be about your your uh, spouse. It could be about your house. It could be about a mouse. I'm not Dr. Seuss, but 
Um, it could be about anything you like, you know, just something you want to share with everyone. So I'll just give you the first thing that comes to mind because I have not awesome. thought about this question for more than the 2.5 seconds we've just right. Okay, it's um, one curveball I get. When the market changes, we sometimes start to see agents behaving badly. It sounds like a reality show, agents behaving badly, but it wouldn't make a very good reality show. So I would just say, look, if you're an agent out there, you're listening to this, just a reminder, like be kind to each other. Everyone's going to be under a lot of pressure. The market is not going to be as easy as it's been the last few years. And that's okay. It's healthy. Market should not have been 20 buyers for every house, right? Basically nationwide. That was a problem nationwide. I've never seen that before. It's usually pretty regional. Right. Because the market changes, you know, hold your, hold your ethical lines, you will be under way more pressure to do things like double end deals. And, you know, I don't know. I'm not even going to go down the rabbit hole of the naughty things that you could do in real estate that you should not do. I but, will. No, <laughs> just be kind to each other. The real estate community around you is, is an important part of your life and your business. So treat other agents well. Of course, treat your clients well. You know, you'll get through the the market up and ups and downs. Yeah, there's no doubt at some point, if you're going to stay in this business, you're most likely going to need somebody. And when you do need somebody, I would assume we'd always want the best person that fits that need. And if you're around, if you're burning bridges, it doesn't take very long to figure out where those bridges are, you know, and how they got burned down. So yeah, I agree. And, and that's, that's, that's sage advice for sure. And I think really people just getting into the business whether they're they're 18 or they're 80 uh could could take that advice with them to the bank for sure and i will give a shout out here to our real estate community in san francisco because if you talk to any agent in san francisco they will sing the community's praises we have a very tight, supportive, loving agent community here in the city that I just really have appreciated over the years. Pretty cool. It's We're competitors, but everyone will right. tell you we're also collaborators for sure. Nice. Very nice. Amy Clemens, Head of Client Happiness, Pacific Edge Real Estate in beautiful San Francisco. I just sang on my own podcast. You sang on your podcast. Yeah, that's cool. There's my next career. Nope. <laughs> Amy, thanks so much. I look forward to catching up with you maybe next three, six, nine months. Uh, see how things are going. Uh, definitely look you up the next time in, I'm in San Francisco. And uh, and I look forward to maybe you coming out here to Florida as well. Yeah, I'd love yeah. it. It's going to be a good time. We'll try not to have a hurricane that week. Thank you. <laughs> have a great week. You too, Timothy. I appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.